0: Hi, this is Kathy Aru uh, with the Liberal Sherpa podcast, and this is another special 2020 uh, episode, uh, 2020 election episode, um, because let's face it, this is like one of the biggest elections of our lifetime. And I am interviewing the cover model on our Catalina magazine um, brand new issue that is election 2020 special edition. It's a collector's item. So like years from now, when your grandkids ask you, what was election 2020 like, you know, during COVID, you don't even have to talk to your grandkids. You just show them Catalina Magazine, uh, give them a t-shirt. We have t-shirts to go along with it and a bunch of swag and say here, wear this, enjoy the swag, read about it. It's all in here. And right now, for your pleasure, you're going to hear from our cover model, Lisa Guerrero, who is totally into this election and it's crunch time. So please enjoy this podcast. And there are so many more on the way. Okay, Lisa, call me. Okay, so waiting for Lisa Guerrero to call. So, oh my gosh, I'm so excited! So excited! So excited. Huge honor. Hello.
1: Hi, Kathy. How are
0: you? How are you, Lisa? Oh, I'm good. (laughs) Are you ready? I have the record button on. Um, Yeah. I have the podcast, fancy equipment all set up. Um, Perfect. Okay, cool. Because, you know, we're putting the multi into multimedia. Love it. What an honor to interview the cover model of this issue. It's like... Oh my God, I'm, I've already gotten feedback, and I'm, I haven't really shown it much, just to a few close friends, and they're just like, wow, um, what a statement, like, I don't, I don't Oh my know. gosh, that makes me feel so good, thank that, you. Right, Lisa, you captured it, it's the passion, but you, you've had this passion, I didn't even introduce you. Um. Wait, so I just, just I went I'm still so Latina. I just jump ahead. Let me um <laughs> I could say that, right? Because I'm Latina. Yes, of course. We, we could say that about ourselves. We do this. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay, so had, I wanna properly introduce you. So um I would say is it correct? Um in uh, Inside Edition investigative reporter. Is that correct? I'm uh, the
1: chief chief investigative correspondent for Inside Edition.
0: Oh my gosh. She... Chief Investigative Correspondent. that You catch bad guys.
1: I catch bad guys. Yeah, that's that's what I say. It's the easiest way to explain what I do. It <laughs> kind of makes people go, oh, yes, yes, I get it. So basically it's just, you know, I work with a team, um, you know, producers and a cameraman and, and wonderful um, uh, story coordinators. But I'm the one that goes out and actually boots on the ground as original reporting and original investigative um, reports for Inside Edition, so I travel all around the country, and I do anything from crime, cold cases, consumer reports, anything that falls underneath the investigative journalism umbrella, and so I've been with the show since 2006, but I've been doing investigations since 2010. So 11 plus years now, 11 seasons of chasing bad guys.
0: Are you, would you say it's uh, it's easier? Like, like you've gotten like, uh, now that you're getting to know how the the criminal mind works, is it easier?
1: You know, I weirdly, it was, it was natural. I jumped into this job and I don't know if it's the Latina in me or the woman in me, but (laughs) as soon as I had the opportunity to hold bad guys accountable, I was just like, oh my gosh, I love this job. This is my dream job. So from the very beginning, I jumped in, and, and some of our first stories won big, um, national journalism awards, mm-hmm. headliner awards, national press club awards, clarion awards, from the very first season.
0: And, and, you, and you won so, today. It's, you won an award. You, you Wait, but you won awards, right? As recently as today? Yesterday? I, you, yes.
1: Yes. I, we just were honored with three clarion awards for uh, three investigations, one which we did on Kenneth Copeland. The prosperity preacher and him using donor money to buy private jets and with a luxury of lifestyle, a luxurious lifestyle.
0: Nice guy. And nice the guy. second
1: one we went for was an adoption fraud scam story. And the third we went for was a series of consumer reports where we set hidden cameras up around a house and invited contractors to come and see if they would rip me off and a lot of them tried to so um yeah three clarion awards um just i I love that one it's been amazing
0: i love that one congratulations that's i I love that i love your reports i love watching them and i'm and oh they are so much fun and when you do the hotel room ones oh my god (laughs) that's crazy so wild those are like ew but they're so cool. I'm like, so glad you're doing it. It's like someone has to, and you're the one doing it. Um, but you, I know you, okay. So it, so that, um, you have that job you, um, and currently also artist, I have to say you're an
1: artist. Um, Yes. Thank you. I, you know, it's weird and it's hard to say that. like when I first started doing mosaic art, which is my, what I do, um, it was, you know, close to 20 years ago, and I was reluctant to call myself an artist, and even though my pieces have been shown in galleries, and I've sold, and I've done commissions, I, I for some reason, I thought of myself, you know, no, you're an actress and a journalist, you're not an artist, you know, but but it took me a while to wrap my head around the fact that, yes, I'm an artist. People buy my art. It's shown all over the world. Um, you know, this I have an artist's soul. You know, I have to create, constantly create. And through my mixed-media mosaics, I use glass and ceramic and uh, vintage jewelry. And I create, um, you know, original, one-of-a-kind mosaic art. It's hard. And
0: That's it's, so it's... hard. I've, I've, I've attempted for, mm-hmm. like, ten minutes and gave up. It was just beyond me. Like, I, I, I paint furniture. I restore vintage furniture. And I've been doing that for maybe 15 years because it's so calming. I don't know. I, I don't call myself an artist. But it's really fun to get a 100-year-old piece, bring it back to life, and paint it chartreuse. And uh, that's my art. Like, it's my escapism. But I cannot, for the life of me, do what you do. I tried it.
1: And, and I okay, cried so and, and, you know, you know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ta- stop you right here, Kathy, because this is the, the, the point of this issue of Catalina is motivation. <laughs> and, you know, I, I feel like we need to motivate each other to to think differently about the, the labels we put on ourselves and the boundaries we put on ourselves. And we need to be able to say, yes, I'm an artist, you know, damn it, I make art it's beautiful people buy it people like it i'm an artist and you know and you're an artist by by you know
0: people re-using have bought, like,
1: and upcycling yeah. this furniture that is a form of art
0: I've and sold so you it. are an artist to be able to do it. and i've seen
1: it. what you do and yeah? it's
0: gorgeous you're so sweet i have sold it because once you have it's beautiful oh, you're so sweet but once you have like uh three china cabinets and you know, twenty side tables and all these pieces. Um, I I I ended up saying I have to sell it because I can't. I can't move around with you know just it was. Uh-huh. I'm a hoarder. Uh, I'm hoarding these uh, pretty pieces <laughs> that I can't. I, I can't just drive by a piece on the road. I and I can't you know I have to dumpster dive and I and I have to do those things to bring these things to life, uh, because there art. This furniture from a hundred years ago is so beautiful. And um, I don't want it to be forgotten. But thank you. I I've never I've never called myself an artist, and I did try to do the mosaic, and I, I threw a temper tantrum. I really did. I cried because I couldn't I couldn't pull it off. And um, yeah, it's it's a
1: very intricate look. It, yes, mosaic art takes a lot of patience because there's several steps. It's not like painting, yes. uh, like on a canvas, because you have to. First of all, prepare the either glass or ceramic or whatever medium you're going to be using and you cut the pieces into smaller pieces and you create a design and then you attach the small pieces to the backboard, whatever your backboard is going to be, and then you have to grout it when that's when it's dried overnight and then that grout needs to dry and then you need to seal it and then you need to paint the edges and, you know, it's, it's several steps and all of my pieces, my kind of medium to large size pieces take anywhere from one week to five weeks to make, wow. and my smaller pieces, two two to six days so nothing can be done in less than a couple of days because of the nature of all the steps that it takes to create a mosaic but i I love that i love this form of art i love storytelling through art i'm a storyteller as a journalist yeah i i'm a writer you know i i have written for magazines and blogs I know I'm writing my book. I've written an arts and craft book called Jewelry for Your Table because I'm a big crafter, and I use vintage jewelry. And this is a way to cre- to use vintage jewelry and um, resuscitate uh, napkin rings with vintage jewelry, saw... and it makes a beautiful table setting.
0: It does. Uh, I saw I saw the images. Is that is it out? Is it out?
1: Yeah, it's out. It's by Schiffer Publishing. It's called Jewelry for Your Table. You can get it on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. And it's a beautiful – it's a coffee table book. It's a full-color, hardcover, gorgeous, gorgeous book, and it tells stories in it about – Um, me and how I got into art and vintage jewelry and mosaics. And it gives you a backstory on me as a Latina, you know, my my family's history as artists and creators, and it gives you a a history on how to look at vintage jewelry and how to know what's valuable, how to find vintage jewelry at flea markets that you can use in this craft. So yeah, I would really, you know, as a crafter, I think it's a really uh, amazing book. But it's also a, a totally unique kind of an arts and craft to get into. It's easy to do. It's not like mosaics. Mosaics are really complicated. Yeah. Jewelry for your table. These vintage jewelry napkin rings. Super easy. You can do them overnight, and uh, they make beautiful gifts for Christmas. By the way,
0: it, it, no, it's so, so clever too. It's so beautiful. And I'm such a cheat Thank because you. I looked it all up on, on like when you were creating the book, and I know you mm-hmm. put some images out there and some behind the scenes like shoots of it and showing the the pieces that you were choosing. And, uh, and i'm such a cheat because I, d- I looked at all the images and um i i didn't check when the book was coming out so i read as much as possible online while you were doing it i had never thought of it because i look at the furniture but i never looked at the jewelry when i yeah. when i would go to the flea markets and i was like oh my gosh what that is amazing so i read about how to look for vintage furniture i never read about the vintage jewelry so yes, and yeah, so now you've got like a, a mega new fan on that one. I'm gonna buy it because I love finding out how you, you're able to look at pieces like that. Um, you're, you're, you're too talented, which scares me a little bit. You're a little bit intimidating, but um, then above all, you know sports. Um, you have a sports background uh, because your dad, your dad actually, um, you sat with him and watched, is, is that right? Like um, Sunday yeah. football, right? Yeah.
1: So, so what happened was my mom uh, immigrated here from Chile. She and her family came here from Santiago um, when she was a teenager and she met my dad, who's American. Um, They met in Chicago. And so I was born in Chicago and then my family moved to San Diego because my dad was working for the Salvation Army and he was a social worker there. And um, my mom when she was 29 years old, died of lymphoma, of cancer. And so I was eight years old, my little brother was six, and my dad, Walter, the three of us were alone then. You know, I didn't have a mom, and my dad raised us by himself. And he was a big sports fan, so he really got me into sports as a way to kind of get over my grief from my mom. He put me in in sports, I learned about softball and, um, you know, football and baseball and basketball through my dad, who was a huge sports fan. And he also put me in theater therapy to deal with grief. So it's children's theater group in San Diego that dealt specifically with kids that were facing trauma. So when I was little, I wanted to be both an actress when I grew up and a football player. (laughs) Because <laughs> I didn't realize, my dad didn't tell me that girls couldn't play football. He just encouraged me to do whatever I wanted. So my entire childhood, I was practicing my autograph because I wanted to be a famous actress. And I was also practicing all of my, my football plays, you know, how to throw perfect spiral. Or did I want to play baseball? Maybe I should know how to throw a sinker or a slider, fastball, knuckleball. So I was a kid that grew up as both a tomboy and wanting to be an actress. So And that was because of my dad. You know, and and I took my mother's last name, Guerrero. Yeah. Uh, when I was an adult, and I never felt connected to my dad's English side of the family. I felt much more connected to my mom's Chilean side of the family, and I looked like my mom. I related more to my aunts and uncles on my mom's side. Yeah. And my aunt, my mother's sister, when my mom died, she said, "You know." You know what guerrero means. Guerrero means warrior. Yeah. And you're you're a warrior. You're gonna get through this, the loss of your mother, you're gonna grow up to be a strong woman. You're a warrior. You're a guerrero. Yeah. And I was like, Wow, I am a Guerrero So that started planting the seeds that I wanted to change my name when I was little, you know, yeah. when I was after I lost my mom. And then when I became an adult, I finally changed my name legally to Guerrero. So when people see, and it was really important for me that when people saw me on TV, first as a sportscaster, you know, an actress, a sportscaster, and now is an investigative journalist. It's really important when they see that Chiron under my image on TV. Yeah. That little girl see that name, Lisa Guerrero, and they know that, hey, that, that last name, that's my last name. Or that's, you know, that's a yeah. Latina last name. That's the last name that I can relate to. I can grow up to be like her. Yeah. So it was, you know, again getting back to the motivational issue that this, you know, Catalina's motivation issue. This is okay with Are you really okay with
0: that? Are you okay with that? Because I, um, I, what thinking of you, seeing that picture, seeing that look in your eyes, that that image. Um, it was just such a no-brainer. It's our election issue, too. It's the special, you know, our, it's, it's a collector's item because we've we've never really um, gone this hard and, and just gone out there and uh, really fought for an election so hard to get the vote out from Latinx to just really, it's so important. I think this election is so important. And we decided yeah. we have to. And the fact that you you jumped, because I know that you've been really into um, this election and been very vocal. And when I saw that image and that look in your eyes and um, uh, my designer said, oh, her teeth are so beautiful, her smile. I'm like, look at that look in that photo, that determination. I was like, she's motivated. It was, it was this, she's motivational, she's motivated and she can motivate anyone with that look. And I didn't ask your permission to just put that right across you, motivational. And I was kind of scared when I showed it to you for the first time. I'm so glad you're okay with that. oh
1: my gosh it's what such an honor first of all thank you for asking me to be on the cover kathy i'm just it's such a huge honor and i love the fact that you are doing this special collectors issue because there's not been a more important time to make our voices heard in this election and it's it's extremely empowering for for women for you know for everybody of course but for latinas for um for our community to really find their power in the ballot and to make our voices heard and not just make our voices heard demand that our voices be heard and that's the power of that ballot and that's that's why when you put the word motivation you know on that issue you just nailed it we need to be motivated to turn out in this election to, to take back the soul of our country and the country that, that we moved here um, to be a part of. The reason that our parents moved here or our grandparents moved here or our ancestors generations ago moved here to this country, it was to find the American dream and that could be taken away from us this election cycle. So it's really important that we demand our voices be heard and that we're motivated to vote this year more than ever.
0: And and you have been vocal. I mean, there was no one else. I I, I a lot a lot of people have been um, quite vocal, uh, but you've really gone out there, and you're not afraid to show your views. You're not afraid to get political, uh, which I, I get political. You know, I've been I've been I've been fighting a war for for years. Um, as a, they they call it a political pundit, but political journalist for years. Uh, I cover the White House, and eventually. When you cover the White House for 12 years with the Washington Post, people start asking opinions and I never shared them. And finally I realized uh, that we could, we could share them because we're seeing, we're seeing things happen that sometimes aren't right. And, uh, and, and that, that we should, we should be paying attention. A voter should know what they're doing in DC. So I started sharing my opinion but, um, you know, and I got death threats at the beginning and things like that, and people tell me, you know, to go back to Mexico with all my babies. And, you know, I didn't have any, any kids and I'm not from Mexico, but you know, that was automatic, automatic when I started. Yes. And, um, and, and but I, I realized I can't be afraid. I can't be afraid, I gotta keep doing, you know, I already opened my mouth, I can't shut up. Why are you not afraid? Because you have, um, you are with Inside Edition, you are an artist an actress you've you've represented football with monday first latina woman on the sidelines of monday night football you've you've done all these things but then you're not afraid to get political are you crazy like,
1: yeah <laughs> well it's, it's we're living in such you know these these really extraordinary uh, divisive times and in the past i've been really reluctant to to go you know and be too vocal about my views but You know, honestly, when I saw what was happening, I felt like this is not a a normal election cycle. This is not a a typical um, administration. These are not normal times, and these are dangerous times, actually. And my job as an investigative reporter is to be a victim's advocate. That's what I feel my role is on Inside Edition. So if I'm going to advocate for victims of crime or violence or scams, then I need to be a victim's advocate for everything I see. And um, has that gotten me in trouble? Yes. Um, Can that be a dicey place to be? Yes. You know, I have to be careful about, you know, the things that I, uh, you know, I can't go too far when I post things on social media, but I can certainly say things like, you know, separating families is wrong kids in cages is outrageous you know what we're seeing is uh, a, a lot of corruption and and crime upon crime and we can't be quiet about that and you know I, I think that that through this election, And by making our voices heard right now, we will be able to go back to a place where we can go, you know, I trust our elected officials to do the right thing, regardless on what side of the aisle, you know, they they happen to represent. Right. Yeah. Um, I have never felt in the past that just by having a Republican president that, you know, that people's lives would be in danger that, you know, people, that children would be separated from their families, that, you know, that that a sitting governor of an American state would have a, a kidnapping plot against her by white supremacists. I never thought that would happen under another administration. This is only happening now. So my feeling is if we can right the ship, if we can get back to, you know, the kind of, of honest... Um, discussions that we can have certainly about, you know, different opinions, that's fine. I, you know, I, I have friends that are on both sides of the aisle, but, but this has gone too far and we're living in dangerous times and our voices need to be heard now. And do I take a risk by, you know, potentially losing fans or, you know, yes, of course. And I've had the same thing, Kathy, where people have said, you know, go back to Mexico, you beaner. (laughs) It's like, first of all, my family's from, from you know, chili, yeah. so, totally wrong continent, idiot. But, you know, besides that, you know, <laughs> these people are ignorant. They're ignorant and full of hate. And the only way to combat that is through strength. Not by not by being scared of, of this evil, but by overcoming it with strength and, and having this motivation to make change happen.
0: And, and are, are you hoping, because that's kind of the goal of your issue, is are you hoping to motivate others to speak up. Are you hoping yes. that others do this? That
1: Yes. And I, I, I think that, that people get it now. I, I really do. I think, you know, maybe four years ago, people thought, well, how bad can this be? This, this won't be too bad. And then, you know, every week there's these, you know, horrible stories that are coming out and, and we're, we're seeing corruption and, and, you know, crimes out in the open and just complete um, negligence when it comes to, to the sanctity of, of our freedom and our democracy and, and human life, you know. And, and we're seeing black and brown people being literally murdered in front of our eyes. And thanks to citizen journalists that are videotaping it, we are now, we have the evidence to show, you know, how bad it's gotten. And so my, my hope is that through my voice, I can motivate people to do something about that and to be more vocal. And, and the best way to do something is to vote. So it always comes down to that. And, and not just vote, you know, at the top of the ticket, but down ballot to make sure that, that you're represented in your community by the people that will best represent you.
0: Yeah. Um, um, it's I joined. Uh, I don't know if you said, Guanos for for Biden, which uh, the the Cubanos, the historically Republican group uh, yeah. uh, in Miami, they they've joined. They created Cubanos for Biden, and uh, the, one of the organizers said, "We found each other. Like they they had the nerve. Uh, I think one of the founders is 23, 24. and uh, they came together on social media and they said." A lot of us have felt this way and they and we're finding each other and the voices are getting louder and the group has grown to thousands across the country and um people aren't that afraid but i almost feel like you 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 led the way i've been watching you uh for the past year before this uh, the, the election time really started a year ago talking about these issues. So
1: well it was yeah. actually it was before that it was 5 years ago. Yeah, um, a long time. Because yeah. yeah, during the 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 last election, I was um I was guest hosting on a an AM radio station here in Los Angeles, KABC, and which is very political right-wing station. And they invited me first as a guest and then they asked me to guest host and fill in for all of the hosts across the board so every week I would be you know hosting different shows at different times of the day um when I could outside of my inside edition tv schedule so I was doing a ton of radio five years ago and that's when I started to be vocal about this when I when I saw these problems starting I I started to talk about them and again you know I understand that not everybody is going to have the same political beliefs that I do, uh, but I do feel like our voices need to be heard. So whatever your politics are, whatever your issues are, it's important for all of us to be vocal about what those things are, and and, and not just vocal but knowledgeable about those issues. You know, read newspapers and watch um, news that isn't, you know, Fox News necessarily (laughs) wean yourself off of that and and look at other sources of facts and news and I'm I'm so pleased that that people are doing that now and people are learning that wow this is going to affect me or this could affect you know the people that I care about and that I love my community um so I you know that's what I'm trying to encourage but I've been pretty vocal about this for five years um I've been trying to be very careful about that
0: yeah, you know, but, and I, I but.
1: certainly don't want to offend other people. And, and my, my job isn't to say, you know, uh, to people, you know, you, you're doing the wrong thing. What I'm trying to say to people is consider this, you know, what about this? And, you know, have you thought about this? And then once you've digested everything, please go vote.
0: Well, well, yeah, but you, but thing, everything's controversial now, and I, I, yeah. I know you, you've, I, I can't take up too much of your time, but because I, I could drive you crazy because, you're so, gosh, you've got so much going on. I didn't even realize you were doing the political show you're like you're like a an onion I was, with I'm all not these... doing it now. Yeah, but you were. My <laughs> like like... thought I'm too liberal
1: for this this conservative well, um, yeah, this the... conservative station. I was too liberal for them. Well, but but you great. I felt like I needed to have my voice be heard. Yeah and, and it was heard. Uh, now I'm having it be heard through social media and through doing interviews and through writing my new book. So I'm I'm doing things that are that are giving me an opportunity to have a platform, hopefully without offending other people and, and making them feel uncomfortable but i do want to tell the truth but, and i am a journalist and i'm a victim's advocate
0: and that's amazing but you are also um in a in a beautiful flattering way an onion with uh, layers that are just uh, you could keep peeling them off there is just so much there um there's uh, you you never cease to amaze me and surprise me um thank you. you know i keep doing it thank you i i really appreciate it because it's like you just you never disappoint lisa you just don't it's like you you've, oh. you've got so much up your sleeve thank, yes thank you i know your time is valuable she does a million things and
1: thank you kathy thank you christina you guys have a great rest of your day we love you bye okay
0: super awesome thank you lisa guerrero what an honor always an honor. And if you want to know where to uh, find Lisa's magazine, Catalina Magazine, if you want to know where to find her beautiful mosaic art, if you want to find out where she's catching the next bad guy, and if you want to know even more about the election, um, go to find her on social media. She's at the number four, Lisa, L-I-S-A, Guerrero. G-U-E-R-R-E-R-O, and um, it's the same on Instagram and on Twitter. Definitely go check out our art, uh, buy a t-shirt, buy a magazine, buy all that good stuff, and years from now, you don't have to talk to your relatives. Just hand them over all this great information and say, here's election 2020, summed up. Uh, I don't wanna call it the COVID election, that's just negative, just 2020 election, here it is. Read about it, it's history. We're living through history, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Bye.